0: The time was, is, and always will be now. Now with a capital N. You could very well be that person, that company in you know, 10 years. You look back on that pandemic of 2020. like Look at what came out of that. And the time is now. Hi, this is Jordan Paris, host of Growth Mindset University. And if you want to start using your free time to live a life by design, then you should be listening to the Free Time
1: Podcast With my friend Carl Sona. Deep down in your gut, you know there's more to life than waking up for school or work, going through the motions just to get by, and living for the weekend. But you're still scared and uncertain about what your true purpose in life is. Welcome to the Free Time Podcast. Your very own community and virtual support group created to help you leverage your free time as a valuable asset so you can start to improve your mindset, learn self-empowerment skills, and ultimately find true fulfillment to move you towards the incredible life that was specifically created for you to live. This is more than a podcast dropping three episodes a week. This is a movement. Built around real people, sharing real stories, focused on helping you make the most of your life by becoming super intentional with your time. Brought to you by your host, Carl Sona. Now, before we get into today's episode,
2: I'd like to make a quick announcement. We're on a mission to build a movement here around the topics of self-empowerment, mental health, and personal fulfillment. These are all some really big topics that we all deal with as human beings, but also they're topics that will look a little different for each of us as individuals. And so I'd love to put a name with the face and learn more about who you are and where you are currently along your journey. So I'm super excited to announce that I'm offering free 15 minute Zoom phone calls with me in order for us to get better acquainted. If you're at all interested in this, please hit the link to my calendar in the show notes below to sign up for a time and I'll see you there. Now, without further ado, let's jump into our episode today. Welcome back to another episode of the Free Time Podcast and thank you so much for being here. Today's guest is a very special young man that is in a lane of his own and that has been featured in Forbes, Entrepreneur and Men's Health, among many more epic publications. Today, I'm joined by Jordan Paris, Jordan is a 22-year-old serial entrepreneur and the host of the top-rated podcast Growth Mindset University, where he sits down with some of the most successful leaders in the world to share inspiring stories about how people can live a life of design. In today's episode, Jordan and I are going to cover some of the things that you've probably never thought about or that they've probably never taught you in school. Specifically, we're going to discuss the importance of mindset and what you can start focusing on in order to improve your mindset so you live a life that actually matters to you. Jordan, welcome, and thanks for being here, man. Kyle, hey, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, bro. You know, I think one of the things that really struck me about you when I came across your content a few months ago on the podcast was how much you've accomplished in a relatively short amount of time. And one of my key reasons for wanting to start the free time podcast was I really wanted to start encouraging people to think about their time specifically as an asset right an asset that they can use to really create the lifestyle that they want i think that a lot of people sort of just you know go whatever direction the wind blows them in and they don't really use that time with urgency so if you don't mind man walk us through how this all began for you i mean you've accomplished so much how did how did it actually start for you give us a little bit of context there
0: yeah i, I had this job as a 16 year old working in a restaurant. actually before that I was working as a, as a camp counselor, a sports staff, <laughs> you know, from, uh, you know, maybe like 14, 15 and, you know, I was getting paid, uh, you know, a whole summer's work, you know? So like what, I mean, I, I'd be there six weeks and, you know, I get paid uh, about 150 bucks uh, for about eight hours a day uh, or six hours a day, six, seven, eight, I forget. But, you can do the math and and figure out real quick that uh, if I was making a dollar an hour, that would be lucky. How was that legal? I don't really know. I don't think it was, it was under (laughs) all under the table actually. And I wasn't even 16. It was very unofficial. Right. Even though it was a relatively big camp and you know, the higher ups always found some way to like, you know, get me in trouble, like us in trouble. It wasn't just me. It just,
2: uh, they were hazing you, man.
0: A lot of stern lectures. Uh, I've been trying to not use the phrase, but just bitched out yeah. was, was what I was going to say. I've been bitched out so many times. I will always remember it. It's very not, not right for someone of that age, someone who's not your parent. It's just weird. And then, you know, I had this job uh, at a restaurant and I was a very good employee. You know, I did things that I wasn't even asked, like clean the bathrooms and clean the freaking drains, <laughs> you know, under the, <laughs> under, I, 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 I do it all the time. I lift up the grate and get the scrub brush. Uh, cause I, I was asked to do it one time and I was like, Oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make them happy and do it. Like I'm going to do it all the time without even being asked. I'll remember that forever too. I mean, it's, it's, it's cool. You know, <laughs> not really, not really. I felt like I was doing good work though. That's why I thought it was cool. And, uh, yeah, man. But by the end of the, my time there, uh, you know, I was like 18 and a half years old. And I was like, yeah, never again. Well, never will I work for anyone ever again. And yeah. So so my whole life has been uh, trying to make that happen. And, and uh, thank God, you know, it's been uh, it's been over four years and I haven't looked back.
2: Yeah, man. You know, it's uh, it's epic to hear that because. I think, you know, just the very way that your bosses were treating you is, is in my mind, indicative of how miserable they are. It is. And I think that's a shining example of where you don't want to go. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course
0: I didn't. I didn't realize that at the time. Yeah. You know, that it was a reflection of them. But it's very obvious now. Yeah. That's what it was, especially now that you pointed it out. Yeah.
2: Yeah, man. So let's talk about that pivot though, because I think a lot of people are like, man, this shit sucks. And they wake up every single day, you know, huffing and moaning and groaning, but they don't actually ever do anything to to get themselves out of it. When did it occur to you that you had a choice?
0: (laughs) Good question. I mean, it just did. Like I realized very simply, I don't have to, there, there are many, many paths where I don't have to work for someone if I don't, want to. And it was about uh, you know, doing the learning and, you know, figuring out and putting in the, the work to get there, you know, and, and and uh seeking out the mentors and, you know, working for free and yeah. and that's that's what it was that's what it's been about yeah. the past uh you know, or at least, you know, from eighteen to twenty, that's what it was really about.
2: Right. So this entire time you're at college, I'm assuming going to school for some some degree of some sort. Yeah. So you already knew that that college wasn't really going to be fruitful in terms of giving you like the skills to go out and build that lifestyle. So who did you start seeking out to get the information that would actually, you know, help you cultivate this awesome business and life that you've been building for yourself over the past years?
0: When I was 18, I wanted to be a personal trainer. Okay. And so I, you know, I sought out, uh, and look, I got lucky. Like there's a, lot, there's a lot of luck in my journey. There's a lot of, just a lot of, lot of good breaks. You know, I had the perfect upbringing, uh, you know, mm-hmm. family's well off. Like I, it's just very lucky. And, you know, so I reached out to this person named Steve Jordan because he's a trainer in Los Angeles with his own studio who, you know, trains like Jordan Belfort and Toby McGuire and Ariana Huffington and Brad Paisley. I was like, oh yeah, I'll reach out to him. Well, what people don't often ask, but sometimes do is like, how did you know him? Well, he's my uncle's best friend for 40 years. I grew up in the same town. So while I did take the initiative and reach out and it's not something that most 18 year olds finishing off high school would do, um, there also was very little room for a no on his end. So, uh, (laughs) you know, so I worked for him for free for like, um, you know several weeks in in the summer I was out in Los Angeles and that was great and uh started a tradition of me going out there in the summers and you know I, I forget if it was like the second or I uh, so I went out there for the second summer you know after I finished my freshman year of college and and by that point I already had my own clients and was training you know from his instruction the summer prior and uh I was training my own clients you know I wasn't working at a gym or anything you know, that would have defeated the point. I went to work for myself. Yep. Uh, so I had my own clients, but I went out the second summer, did the same thing, you know, get some extra learning. And then, uh, it was, I think midway through that year, you know, was it, was it, it was like February, 2019 where like he was going away either to Japan or something that he asked me to train his clients and watch his studio for him all by myself. Oh, wow. And so that was pretty cool. You know, I at that point is obviously still training my own clients. And, uh, you know, I did that and, you know, but, but my interest just changed and my life just changed and, you know, personal training, like, you know, I was like, I was trading time for money still. Yeah, I was working for myself and that was great, but I wanted, and, and that was like, wow, I can do it. But I wanted to go to the next level
2: here. Yeah. Yeah, man. You're definitely smart there. I think that you're, you're limited by how many people you can train and then your money's capped out and and then you eventually burn out. You know what I'm saying? And these are the things that people don't keep top of mind, especially as they're going through society as it currently is. Right. Just like seeking out the conventional jobs. Yeah. I mean, when I
0: was watching his studio, especially I was, um, I was working like a dog. Yeah. Like it was, it was tough, man like borderline slave labor. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, it's, uh, I was making well over okay. $1 an hour. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, a lot. I, I made, bump a good, up. made a good amount of money, you know, we, with the cut that he took, uh, you know, cause obviously he's still paying rent. I made $70 per hour. Oh damn. Okay. I would work like, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I'd probably work like five hours a day, which, you know, for me was like, a lot, five, six hours, you know, um, yeah, man. And, but it was like dispersed too, you know, client at like six 30 or seven o'clock AM uh, you know, up and then clients up until like, no, I was working more than five hours, man. Cause I'd work five hours from like 7 AM to like 12 PM. <laughs> and then, and then there's like some dispersed clients like throughout the afternoon. Uh, yeah. But yeah, but bottom line was that is a lot of work and I wanted to, I saw a higher, higher potential.
2: That's what's up, man. You know, one of the reasons why I started this show as well was I've been at this place in my life over the last two and a half years where I've been really trying to prioritize my growth, right? Like I've been trying to seek other avenues of possibilities that exist outside of my immediate sphere of influence to see what else could be. And so I've learned a lot and I feel like so much of success in life is finding a way to like share you know, that information and to pay it forward. I'm just curious, man. I mean, the podcast, and we'll, we'll talk about it here in a second, it's been wildly successful so far. I know you're still building, but why did you actually start it? And and what was your mindset going into it? Uh, I don't know. And I have no idea why I started a podcast.
0: I just did it. Wow. And, and then, it, and it, yeah, it became something. Yeah. Not a sexy answer, but yeah. It was just a hobby for you. That is what it was. Yeah. And, and you can tell because Good it was, you. you know, if you listen to the early episodes of, Growth Mindset University, that just wasn't good. Anyone
2: anyone with ears can tell that. I mean, nothing's ever good in the beginning. And I, I think that's one of the things that keeps a lot of people on the sidelines is they're like waiting to put themselves in the game. I mean, talk about just pulling the trigger real quick. Clearly with the podcast, that's what you did and look what it's become. But what is that small mental shift that people can keep top of mind? Yeah, and this is exactly what it is. This is I talk about this a lot where... If you have
0: nothing to lose, you don't have a built-in audience, you might as well go with a minimum viable product, an MVP. But, you know, if you're Apple, if you're Tim Ferriss, if you have a built-in audience, like Tim, you know, had multiple New York Times best-selling books under his belt when he launched a podcast. But let's go back to the Apple example. Like they cannot launch a minimum viable product because they have an established reputation people trust them. And if they put out a minimum viable product that is uh, that is pretty minimum and, and just not uh, not cutting it, it doesn't maybe function 100%, then their reputation is going to be damaged and people are going to be less apt to trust them in the future. They're going to have to second guess now because now they're not 100% reliable anymore. Maybe now they're like 99, right. 98% reliable and you know, there's, they're, they're not, uh, they're no longer untouchable and uh, they got some faults there, Mm -hmm. you know, so they just can't afford to put out a minimum viable product that'll hurt them for many years to come, you know, but with me, I was 20 years old and I, there was nothing in, there was nothing even in my past that indicated like, oh, you know, this will be good. I had no track record of, (laughs) of, you know, indicating that this was going to be a good podcast Uh, and it wasn't for a little while. How many episodes would you say it took you until it started kind of becoming good? 65 actually is the number that I say all the time. Uh, 65 was, you know, that was definitely several things that happened It was like an inflection point. But yeah, you know, you got nothing to lose, man.
2: Nothing to lose, man. Dude, the overhead in life, this is how I say it. The overhead in life. Will never be this low. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm 29 right now. I live here with my girlfriend. That's it. I mean, like there, there's really no liability or there's real no there's no real responsibility. I mean, let's be honest. So why not leverage a little bit of risk? Why not bet on yourself? And that's honestly where I want to go next, man. Is I I don't know that a lot of people have belief in themselves. Can you can you touch on the belief that you have within yourself? I mean, you you come across as Fairly, you know, confident and whatnot. Talk about that. Thank you, thank you. Well, it comes from doing.
0: You know, it just it just comes from. I've got now a track record of doing the things that I say I'm going to do. Yeah, I follow through on the promises that I make to myself, and I do want to go back to the risk thing, like because you know, you start a podcast, you do the traveling thing, like you can, you know, all this stuff that you want to try. Number one, you got nothing to lose, uh, and here's why: like you're either you know, insert your age here. Like you're either 22 and broke or, you know, you do that for a year and you're 23 and broke. Like, what is the difference? It doesn't, doesn't matter. You're 32 and broke or you're 33 and broke. Like, it's just not much of a a, a difference. So, you know, just go for it. Mm -hmm. I love it, man. And that's what I did. And so I, I built this confidence through, uh, through doing. Yeah. And get And getting better and doing yes. the learning, you know Brandon Burchard, and I got this book above my head on this floating shelf here uh, that uh, it, to, the last thing he talks about in the book is you want to increase your confidence, increase your competence
2: mm, I love it, man, and it's all apparent, and that's something that you can control. you know people have this narrative in mind I wasn't born confident, yeah, you know that's for that guy or that girl, not me and and that's the bullshit that I really want to extinguish because it's a muscle. man. It's like going to the gym. You were a personal trainer. I, I, I almost wish there were coaches that just help people with this. I mean, I guess that's what you and I are trying to do here. I don't
0: know. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't do coaching.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah.
0: cause I'm just not, I'm just not confident in like dealing with other people and delivering a result. Like I'm like, <laughs> that's Lauren's, that's Lauren Tickner's yeah. thing. You know, she can really deliver that result and, and, uh, she tried to get me to do it. And I was, I was in, but then I, I don't know. I just, well, it wasn't for me. Not now. It's not for me now, Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, I, I had something I was going to say.
2: It's all good, bro. Let's transition and talk a little bit about your books. I mean, you, you've written two books. I just ordered the one actually on podcasting since nice. I'm podcasting. What was the process like, bro? Because how many times have you been in a conversation with somebody that's like, Oh, I should write a book. But, you know, as they're saying that, you can tell that it's just clearly in jest. Like there's not a, a true sense of belief that it's something that they can do. Yet you're 20 or however old you are when you, write, when you wrote these books and you actually did it. Like it, is the process not as daunting as what people would think or, or what, was, what was different in your head about just actually pulling the trigger and saying, I'm going to do this, man. I don't care.
0: Yeah, you, you just put out a minimum viable product and you grow as you go. Yeah. That's, that's really all I was focused on. I just wanted to start, you know, because I did know, I did know consciously then that, you know, I was an overthinker and the more time that I had to think about it, the more likely I was going to be to uh, overthink it and, and blow it and just not follow through on it and do it at all. It's the same thing with approaching a beautiful woman across the room. You think about it too long and at least I would and I would overthink it and blow it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I learned that lesson early in life. I have an older brother who's super good with the ladies. And he uh-huh, was like, man, three seconds, three seconds, bro. That's all you have. I know, dude, I, I and know if that. You, I know. If you don't go in three <laughs> seconds, then don't even do it. Just let it out of your head. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the truth, man. I mean, people overthink and I think it does create some sludge. You know what I'm saying?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Let's talk a little bit about instant gratification. So I, I think it's sort of the plight of the young individual, right? Wanting things to go fast. And I don't think that it's anything that we've done versus more so the society that we've been brought up in. What's your relationship with this this whole instant gratification thing? I mean, obviously you're very young, you've accomplished a lot. Speak on that a bit. Yeah, it's funny. You know, I was raised by a father who is
0: the king of delayed gratification. He says that if you look up delayed gratification in the dictionary, you'll see a picture of my face there. I haven't tried to look it up in the dictionary yet, but I'll take his word for it. (laughs) And man, you know, he, uh, he's not kidding though. You know, I could give you any number of examples. And, uh, you know, if I were, if I were him, man, I would just, um, I'd be much more of a glutton, but, uh, you know, he, he's, he's really He's definitely very admirable in that area. So that's my background there. But like the way I look at it, even on a micro level, Carl, like with coffee, you know, Mm. people are hooked on it and they rely on it. It's instant gratification in the form of like energy. You know, it's a quick pick me up, but in the long run, it ain't good. In the long run, you know, like it's just not a holistic form of energy. The holistic form of energy is eat right, meditate, exercise in the morning. You know, just that's what I said about eating right. Cut the crap, man. And, you know, maybe that first month without coffee is going to suck. Like so I made a post about it. Someone just someone just told me, uh, you know, the, the last comment to come through was like, you know, I quit coffee little bit ago and the first month was horrible, but man, I will never have it again. Cause he's found a more holistic form of energy now. And, and that's it. I I don't need coffee, man. Like I got all, I have an abundance of energy because I I find it more holistically. Like it's, you know, it's harder to get to, it's not instant, but, but man, it is, it's much better. You're much healthier. You feel much better. And I think just coffee is like, there's like this whole culture around it. This coffee culture is like really weird, Carl. People like joke about it. It's like, if you're you're tired, it's like, oh, I didn't have my coffee today. It's like a, it's almost like a self-pity thing. It's like, it's honestly like a pet peeve of mine hearing that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, coffee culture is super weird. Yeah, It's an instant gratification culture for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> I bet if they run yeah, like totally experiments, know. man, I don't know this would be a really interesting experiment. Like coffee drink, you know, people who drink coffee three times, one time is like, all right. One time in the morning is like, all right. But you know, people who drink it three times a day, people who drink it like in the evening, like I bet if they run studies, like they will find like the average of income of people who drink it under three times per day is way higher than people who drink it more than three times per day. I think the people that drink it more than three times per day are all about that instant gratification in life. But yeah, I took a really weird angle with with your question about instant gratification.
2: No, I love it though. Yeah, I definitely was not expecting coffee, but I love that. And I think what I've extracted from that monologue is anything that one overdoes or anything that's sort of like compulsive, think of it as like cigarettes even, or even alcohol, like if you're overdoing it, there's definitely something that you're missing in terms of like, your own sort of like you know holistic health and your own well-being, like I feel like I feel like if I've got to wake up and like you said, have five, six cups of coffee a day, yeah there, there's probably something that, that I need to pay more attention to that the coffee is taking my attention away from. you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, each cup is a quick fix.
2: Yeah, it's like a scapegoat almost until it stops working, and that's why I love what you were saying about. You know, finding other avenues of holistic energy because, in my mind, that's the well that never runs dry. Like you can always replenish from within. And so, let's briefly talk about your like routine. Oh, yeah. Like I'm very, very focused, and I, I love people's routines. I have a very detailed routine, and people whenever I say routine, they're like, Oh shit, man, you don't have any like time to do anything fun." I'm like, "No, like my routine actually provides me a lot of freedom in my day." So. What's the normal day like for you, bro? I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, Thursday afternoon as we're talking. How did your day start? When did it start? What does it look like?
0: Yeah. So, you know, I've gone through periods of my life where I wake up at 6 a.m., six thirty, 7, 7.30. But usually it's between 6.30 and 7.30. Honestly, lately it's been my body just wants seven 30 and it's because I've been getting to bed uh, too late, mm-hmm. you know, which is for me, 11 PM. It's just, you know, if you want to wake up at 7 AM, 6 30 AM going to bed at 11 uh, and then, you know, I take a while to fall asleep, you know, yeah. so really like, you know, eleven thirty 30 midnight is when I fall asleep. You know, it's, that time is just not going to happen. So it's been seven 30, unfortunately for a little bit now. Um, so yeah, seven 30 though. And I get my reading in, and, uh, you know, generally about 10 pages. And then, uh, lately I've been meditating, you know, because of, a a a, a recent podcast guest, like I implement, you know, a lot of the stuff that, uh, yeah. I talk about on my show and, you know, I could give a lot of examples of that. Um, you know, extreme and small, like the meditation thing, very, you know, small little thing I've implemented. Who's that from, by the way? Uh, Kerwin Ray. Okay. Kerwin Ray, he's, the the way he was introduced to me was like the Gary Vaynerchuk of Australia. And I looked him up and I was like, like, damn, this guy's like, like, this guy's badass, you know? So I got, I had to talk to him. And, uh, but anyway, you know, so reading, meditate, you know, and then, and then, uh, it's like a little bit past eight o'clock and, and I'll get to my phone, yeah, you know? Never first thing in the morning though. Never. I love that. You know, that's that's toxic. Yeah. And uh, and I'll I find that that's the best time for me to post a LinkedIn. So I'll do that. And from there, it's like I check email. I do my important work too early, you know, early in the morning. And then, uh, yeah, I don't I don't work like a dog anymore. I really don't. And uh, you know, I don't. I find things to do just because I have such an abundance of time. Because like, look, I don't I don't go to school and I've always worked remote or at least, you know, the last, uh, over the past year I have. And, uh, and that's the way it's going to be for the foreseeable future, uh, for me. And, um, it's just the nature of my business, not, not, has nothing to do with the, with the pandemic, but, yeah, um, yeah, from, from there it's like, it's kind of a wild card, you know? And, and, uh, I, I don't really, I don't eat breakfast, because I just don't need to. I think a lot of people eat breakfast, breakfast, because they think they should. Mm. Um, I did that for many years. And I just found I get nauseous in the morning when I eat. like, it's just, I don't know. And I'm not starving.
2: So you do the uh, intermittent fasting?
0: Yeah, yeah, I do. You know, and usually it's around like 10 o'clock, 10, you know, so I have yeah. like a brunch almost. And, mm. uh, and it's very small, I don't need much food. And that gets me for the next like two, two and a half hours. And then I have a little lunch. And, you know, which is in the form of this awesome bone broth protein shake with with kale and and green banana and uh, the, the the it's chocolate bone broth. You know, spectacular smoothie there, and that keeps me full. And you know, three o'clock I'll have a snack, maybe an avocado with uh, some cassava flour ch- uh, chips.
2: Fantastic! Oh, dude, what do you know about that, man? I'm African. We raise cassava. I love it.
0: Yeah, dude, I, cassava's great. So I'm, I'm traveling tonight. So I polished off a bag of them because it was, already, you know, it's a bigger bag and it, it was already open. So I was like, ah, I want to get back. It's, they're just not going to be as fresh. So I got yeah. finished off. So I enjoyed that. This, you know, for that was my like 10 o'clock snack. I polished off cassava uh, <laughs> chips and, but uh, you know, if not almond flour crackers uh, and then I'll have a big dinner, man. Yeah, And that's always healthy too. And it never involves any grains. And, uh, then I take a sunset walk, a sunset stroll. And oh. I, you know, every community in Florida is like a gated community with like a wall around it. Yeah. And like, we're protecting some fortress. I mean, I don't understand. I, it, I think it's necessary. It's like you put a wall around a community and it's like, Oh, we'll charge $400 in HOA fees. Like, like it's kind of stupid actually. Yeah. 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 It's an upcharge move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. The wall is a great investment for, for these communities. To be able to charge that. And um, I'll jump up the wall, do like a pull up to put, get myself out there and watch the sunset.
2: Dude, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah it's pretty peaceful. That's awesome. and I'll watch stand up comedy.
2: Yeah, dude, I love that. I love how simple it is. It's, it's nothing that's like overly luxurious, right? That people psych themselves out thinking that I, I've got to, you know, do all this high roller shit to be happy. I mean, it sounds like you're pretty happy, dude. And that was pretty straightforward. So thank you for sharing.
0: Yeah, it's super simple. You know, sometimes podcasts are thrown in there like this right now. You know, Monday I record my own podcast. Yeah, man. Um, you know, sometimes do it another day if I have to. And and uh, like yesterday, I went to you know the beach. You know, like there's some wild cards in there.
2: You know. Yeah, as dude, that's the beauty of life, right? It shouldn't always be the same thing every single day. So I appreciate you touching on that, man. I want to be respectful of your time. I got one more question, and then we're gonna pivot into our random round. Sound good? Oh, good. That's fun. That's all Yeah, fun. man. So I just want to know, you know, I hate touching on the age thing so much because I, I don't really think it makes that much of a difference. But clearly you've you've done a lot in a relatively short amount of time. So what do you say to the person that's like 31, that just is hitting a wall in life, comes across you, maybe they listen to this episode and they're like, damn man, I really missed I really missed the boat here. Like it's it's too late for me. What do you say to that person, brother? The time was is and always will be
0: now. Now with a capital N. Love it. I mean, especially now. 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 Like with the the pandemic, you know, I, I had uh, somebody reaching out to me for some advice yesterday with like I just got uh you know furloughed or or laid off. No, he said he, he was laid off. Uh, it's hard to yeah. it's Hard to keep track. You know, it's just a random stranger. Um. You know. So he's like, I was laid off, and um, but I realized I think that now is my time to go all in on this entrepreneurship thing. Like, if I really want to do this for myself, like now's the time. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of companies and, you know, that, that came out of the last financial crisis, yep. and, you know, like Slack is an example. Like you could very well be that person, that company in, you know, 10 years that, you know, they look back on the pandemic of 2020, like look at what came out of that. And you know, the time is now.
2: Yeah, man, I love it, dude. I just want to commend you real quick, man, for just being a person that uh clearly has taken ownership of your life and the direction that you're going. I think that you're a shining example of that, man. So keep on doing what you're doing. I feel like the more people can see different things and they can see different possibilities, the more they start to sort of wake up and hopefully shift, man. And certainly it's a uh, it's a testament to you know all the work that you've done on your mindset man so thank you there bro and before we transition where can people find you plug in with you all that good stuff
0: yeah I mean if you really want to uh, you know get connected with me LinkedIn is the best place to follow me and yeah growth mindset university the podcast I implore you to take a take a listen I recommend hmm, which one do I do I like to have people start with I mean Maybe my first interview with Mark Manson, okay. jordanparis.com slash EP99 is that one. Um, I just did with one, another one with him a couple of weeks ago, but I like the first one better. TVH, TB, to be
2: honest. Yeah, TVH. <laughs> oh my God. That's funny. Yeah, he's a hell of a writer. Cringe. Awesome, man. Free time five, bro. So number one, what's one dream that you have that hasn't come to fruition yet?
0: Yeah, I haven't invested in my own property yet. I think it's going to happen in 2020, but- Love it. I haven't done that
2: yet. Love it. Love it, man. You're going to do it. Uh, Secondly, I ask this of every guest. So imagine potential or like a physical place on a map that you could travel to. What would be more fun for you, bro? Would it be the journey there, you know, traveling there, or would it be just arriving in and of itself? Sure. Well, I think of Israel and uh, let me tell you, the journey is not fun. (laughs) i'm actually taking my dad next year that's funny you bring that up
0: oh man it's a great destination you never been there never been man oh it's spectacular yeah yeah how long you gonna be there we're gonna be there for about 10 days man oh great time great amount of time that's actually what i was there for so you you'll, you'll probably get to see like you know just about everywhere yeah
2: yeah, that's the plan, man. I met a lovely couple in Spain last summer from there and I still have a list that they gave me of some things I got to check out. So, I'm pumped. I can't wait. Yeah, that'll be that'll
0: be a lot of fun. Awesome, man. The journey's not fun though. Remember that? <laughs> that plane ride is hellish. I I will remember the feeling in my spine. I would on the way back. It's crazy because it was new it was a couple days after New Year's. I was in Asia for New Year's Eve when they first reported the coronavirus in Asia. Oh, and so I, I'm on the way back and, you know, literally New Year's Eve, I'm starting to get sick as a dog. Like I'm starting to get sick. I'm functioning, though. I'm having a good time. No sniffles or anything. Just a slightly sore throat the next day, man. And then on, and and the day after that, on the way back, I was sick as a dog, man. Oh, <laughs> damn,
2: man. That's never any yeah. fun. That's just so uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> it, was, it was bad for... Twelve hours of flying, it was just, and then you know, because it's like in the middle of the night. We had to go to the airport. Like at, the flight was at six a.m. Get up at like two a.m. to go to the airport. It was, I didn't sleep for, it was forty-two hours that I that I had calculated it was. It, I was
2: delirious. <laughs> by the, it was it was unreal. That's funny, man. <laughs> What's the favorite podcast episode you've done on your on your show?
0: Yeah, yeah. I could say the Mark Manson first one because man, we just we just laughed like old friends the whole time. It was a lo- it was so much fun. Um, but definitely the one with James Altucher because it was
2: in front of a live audience in New York City, so that was great. I saw that dude; that was epic. I used to. He's actually one of the first podcasts I ever started listening to when I first like became aware of this space. Me too, man. You crushed it with him. You crushed Thank it. Thank you. Him. Yeah, appreciate it. By the way, go check out that episode. I don't know what episode number it is, but Jordan, what episode number is it? One, two, six. One, two, six. Please go check that out and, and leave him a rating and review. What's favorite empowering quote you want to leave with the audience today? Hey, don't make a living design a life. Hell yeah, man. I was hoping you'd say that. (laughs) That was a low key test. (laughs) And last but not least, you know, I'm really big on visualization. I practice it upstairs every single day. I think that all beautiful things start off as just little itty bitty ideas. So I want to know from you, bro, where are you going to be at in your life in the next six to nine months? I'm your witness today. That could be personal, professional, whatever you feel like talking about.
0: Yeah. A lot of people say 10 years and I never claim to know that. Like, I'm not so egotistical so as to like, you know, no, in 10 years, this is exactly what I'm like. I don't, I, I really don't. I'm very open to the possibilities. Like if I were to, if I, if I know where I'm going to be 10 years from now, I, I feel like I'm too close minded. It makes me a little close minded subconsciously. So, you know, maybe six to nine months is, is a little bit different. Um, I think I can say vaguely that, uh, I will be a owner of a property and
2: that'll be pretty cool. Hell yeah, I will, man. It's a great feeling. I can't wait to watch that from afar, my man. Thank
1: you so much for being here, bro. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, bro. Thanks so much for tuning in. Remember, yesterday is gone and tomorrow is not promised. So there's no better time than the present to get into the arena of your life and to start moving towards your purpose and potential. Peace. Hey, I wanna personally thank
2: you again for tuning in. At the end of the day, I really do believe that we're all in this game of life to help one another out. And that the best way we can do this is through sharing our stories more openly and honestly. And so, if you like the show, please take a quick minute to leave us a rating, drop us a review, and subscribe for more. Also, I'd love to get to know you a little bit better and hear your story. Please head over to carlsona.com slash chat, that's Carl with a K, S-O-N-A dot com slash chat to book a 15 minute free Zoom call with me and I can't wait to see you there.